0: Hi, welcome to Gavin Gilmore. I'm Jackie. And I'm
1: Catherine. We are sisters, moms, and in our humble opinion, Gilmore Girls experts. So grab your bongos and join us for a cardio striptease class at Miss
0: Patty's. So, Kath, today. Hey. We're talking about a slightly more advanced topic, so if little ears are listening, just a heads up. Yeah. We're talking about the sexuality of women on the show, but specifically older women.
1: Definitely. Yeah, this one is not really for kids. Yeah, (laughs)
0: but we're excited. (laughs) We're going to talk specifically about Miss Patty and Emily. Yes. Yeah, two of our favorite women Mm -hmm. over the age of 50 Mm -hmm. on Gilmore Girls. So, yeah, disclaimer, yeah. we'll start with that. Do you want to do it yeah. since you're the attorney? Yeah, and I mean, <laughs>
1: <laughs> it won't be legally binding. But yeah, I mean, we're going to get into some serious topics today because one of our intentions with this podcast is to talk about the political and social context of everything that was going on in Gilmore Girls then and now. And so, you know, if you're scared of topics like fat phobia and. <laughs> Weight stigma and racism and white privilege, you know, this one might not be for you. That's right. Um, see ya, that's fine, Bye. but that's what we're getting into
0: today. Yeah, okay, here we go. Yeah, let's do so, it. So, first of all, I just wanted us to talk a little bit about why we wanted to explore this topic. So, you know, we've been talking about some big topics like motherhood, friendship, yep. cheating, but yeah, so now we're, we're diving into, I think, this is one of our deepest topics, probably so far. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what what excited you about this topic.
1: Yeah, I think because it's so, I mean, we're we're grounding this in Miss Patty because she is definitely one of the most sexual characters, mm-hmm. and she owns it. Totally. And so we've thought about it, you know, like how was it framed then? How does that hold up today? And as we started, as you and I started talking about it, it just felt like. We were getting deeper and deeper into some serious social topics, so that's why I'm excited. Yeah, how about you, Jack?
0: Yeah, I agree. I think that Miss Patty stands out, and as we were talking about her and the way that she expresses herself, it did. She stands out as a character from the other characters swirling around her in mm-hmm. Stars Hollow, and even um, among Lorelai's Hartford family. And we just yeah. wanted to dive into that, and like you said comparing the character then and then as I was thinking about it even characters it brought to mind from shows in the 80s that yeah. I grew up on and you grew up on and how those totally. women were portrayed and their sexuality it just started to bring up a whole lot for me and for you as we were talking so I think it's mm-hmm. a interesting topic for us to explore.
1: and we're we're going to mostly contrast Miss Patty and Emily because even though they don't really feel like they fall in the same bucket because they have almost no scenes together just a few fun Um, ones they were they are about the same age in real life and i think on the show too they're about about the same age you know we hear at one point that patty's been in show business for 40 years and you know she probably started when she was 18 okay yeah um and I think we're led to believe that Emily might have had Lorelei. I mean, on the young-ish yeah. side, not, mm-hmm. certainly not 16, but maybe, I don't know, between 22 and 26 yeah. or right. something like that.
0: Following the way you're supposed to do
1: things. Yeah, so we see both of them in kind of their early to mid-50s. Okay, all right,
0: yeah. so that centers us. Yeah, and the other thing I was thinking about, too, as I started to explore Miss Patty, um, was just in terms of like her... And the way she expresses herself, is it in a threatening manner or non-threatening? This is the mm-hmm. word that kept coming up for me. Mm. And when we have a woman who is talking about, like openly talking about her past, yeah, her past sexual history, right the fact that she's had a number of husbands, mm-hmm. which is, you know, something that we don't often see with women yep. in their fifties. Three um, husbands, four times. Yeah, four times. I love that. That's very, like, soap opera. It is. And, um, yeah, and then I think you and I were, were talking about if she were a, ma- a male character. Oh, yeah. And how that would be different if she was saying the same things as a male character. But um, in particular, yeah, I was just wondering, as we look at a woman who is of a certain age, you know, in her 50s, presenting her sexuality that way, when does it become comedic? And yeah. is it it's it's no longer threatening for her to stand on the corner and hit on 18-year-old Dean? Right. And is right, and it's when funny. is it comedic and when is it creepy? Yeah. And
1: the funny thing is when I first watched the show, you know, I was in my 20s and you know, we've been you and I have been watching on a continuous loop ever since. So, I think in the beginning I was a fan of the way Miss Patty was almost, this is going to sound bad, but I was kind <laughs> of a fan of the way she was kind of sexually harassing other men. So it was you. like, cause they were taking this, um, that you see in the other direction. So often yep. men street harassing women and flipping on its head. And suddenly she's hanging out at the construction site. Yes. um, just to check out the workers. Exactly. And you just don't see it that often. And so in the beginning I was like, this is amazing. Right. They should feel like me too. That's right. Um but great. you know, my feminism has developed a little <laughs> since then. <laughs> and I appreciate that if she were a male character, if yeah. she were if Taylor Dosey was doing this or right. if Andrew was doing this, we'd all be
0: like, ew. Whoops. <laughs> It's not okay, Taylor. He's so gross. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But, and I think that's maybe another conversation to have mm-hmm. in comparing the female-male script. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's worth having. Yeah. Certainly. Um, but also, I was just thinking, you know, about as a woman, when... When are women allowed to fully express their sexuality mm-hmm. and it's okay with everyone around them? And right. So just in the last few weeks, I saw Rita Moreno on oh, um, yeah. TV in interviews. Yeah. And you know, she's in her nineties, she's a yeah. stage actress, she's been on Broadway, she's been in movies. I think it um what was the movie she's best known for? Um okay, we'll fill that in. I right. don't know. <laughs> Tell me in my ear. Oh shoot, I don't have that. Um <laughs> So anyway, I think most people know her, Google her, mm-hmm. and her interview was very interesting because she's, yeah, what, like, 91, and it she was definitely talking about how she no longer cares, mm-hmm. and she's doing what like she wants. Like, about other people's opinions. Yeah, just, like, in general. She's yeah, like, I right. just don't care right. anymore. <laughs> and, it's a good place to be when you're 91. Right? I'm like, okay, this is yeah. good. Yeah. And she then got into some sexual discussion and then she started in one interview sort of like hitting on one of the anchors oh, man oh yeah i saw that one <laughs> who's about in his 40s Craig. yeah yeah but again i just thought this is interesting when you get to a certain age at what point are you able to say i'm free with my sexuality i hope it's not until we're 90. <laughs> right this is what i'm
1: thinking exactly and it seemed like <laughs> most of the stars hollow community kind of accepted Miss Mm -hmm. Patty for that yes I mean every once in a while you'd see Lorelai or Rory be like "Hmm?" (laughs) and give kind of a look like oh this is a little uncomfortable why are you telling me this Mm -hmm. but mostly they just kind of they accepted it and they smiled and it was like who she was
0: right yeah and I think that you know the other thing about her is she was in the arts you know, she was a dancer. Yes. So she had this other background that made her different and interesting from most of the women in the show. She's not a suburban mom. Again, like we said, she's married four times. So she sort of does things um, the way that she wants. Yep. She smokes, at least in the beginning of the You're show. You're right. She does. Yeah. Um, she Oftentimes wears, while she's teaching. Yeah, while well, she's
1: teaching. <laughs> they clearly wanted to make her more interesting and <laughs> yes.
0: eclectic. Yes. I appreciate um yeah fun clothes and mm-hmm. so we know that she had this different artsy background yeah so I don't know if the writers were thinking that the sexuality component went with sort of this like free lifestyle that one mm-hmm. might lead as an artistic person
1: yeah and the fact that we we never see her with a partner on the show not really not a no. long time not a long-term partner And so I think it was a way to emphasize that she wasn't tethered down Mm -hmm. and that she was kind of this freer woman than, you know, many who we might
0: then say Emily Gilmore. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So many chains there. I mean, the other thing, too, is, you know, Miss Patty is in a bigger size body than many people on the show. Um, and we know that a lot of times that is used for comedy. Yes. Um, for both men and women in TV and movies. Mm-hmm. And so I just had to wonder, too, does a woman's size make her less threatening? Right. So now it's okay for her to be a sexual being mm-hmm. because she's not threatening given her size and age. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. It makes me think of the scene when... Um, it's Rory's coming out ball and ahead of time she and Dean are practicing at Miss Patty's and Lorelai and Christopher happen to saunter in and at this point Christopher kind of knows her he knows she's a big flirt and she says something to him you know and she's like oh don't toy with me (sighs) And so they have this cute little kind of flirtation. And Chris is that way anyway, so it doesn't seem like it's creeping him out or anything. But you have to wonder if it was the reverse, say. You know, if it was, like, Richard hitting on Suki, you'd just be like, Ew, okay, this is so weird and wrong. Why is this happening right now? Right.
0: Or if if in the same situation, Miss Patty was a thin... Right, conventionally attractive right. woman in her fifties. Right, w- how would we feel then? Exactly, would Laurel I find her threatening? Right. Would Chris find her would threatening? Chris. Yeah, yeah. So it's just, it, I think that definitely plays into the right. whole stereotype. Yeah. Do you feel like they almost
1: don't take her seriously because she's in a larger body at this point?
0: Exactly. And so when I was researching for this episode, that brought me into a few different places. Mm, So so it's kind of interesting what I found. But I ended up um, researching a little bit about women as monsters. Oh, tell me more. Yeah, so (laughs) Women as Monsters, especially, (laughs) I went down this hole into Greek mythology. Ooh. So I found, um, in particular, this author, Jess Zimmerman, who Mm -hmm. recently just wrote a book called Women and Other Monsters. So she really explores um, Greek mythology. And we have a very rich history Mm. of women being... Sort of turned into monsters as a cautionary tale yeah. to not be too hungry, to not be too sexual, yes. too loving, or too skilled, even. Too skilled. And if you're, yeah, so my daughter told me this story. My daughter actually loves Greek mythology. Oh, I remember when she was really into right? it. Right. She dressed up for Halloween. She dressed up right? for <laughs> Halloween. And she told me the stories we were talking about this about um, this Greek goddess Athena. I think most of her, uh, us know her. Yeah. Goddess of Wisdom, War and Crafts,
1: who turned... Who knew Athena was crafty? Oh, I didn't Does know... Does it mean...
0: Cra- what kind of crafts?
1: War and crafts? Right. I said, that's
0: interesting. Does that very mean, like, creating bombs or, like... Like, crafting. sharpening a bow and arrow? Like, that yeah. kind of craft? I mean, I didn't... I don't know. We'll have to look yeah. it up. Not, <laughs> like, like much. Podge? But it goes along with this story. So, the crafting part is interesting for the story hmm. because she turned another woman named arachne into a spider because this woman was very skilled at weaving and athena was jealous so now arachne so arachne became a spider which is like a monster you know a type of monster so that was because she was too skilled at something so she had to be punished yes and of course we're pitting Female against female in of the story. Course. So anyway. Yeah.
1: So do you feel like <laughs> we're. Miss Patty or maybe anyone else on the show has been punished for being too much, like being too yeah. sexual, being too hungry.
0: I don't know if she was punished what I what I was exploring there was like that sexual desire Mm -hmm. was it too much right so I don't know if it's necessarily as cautionary Mm -hmm. but definitely she was allowed to have desires which is something that we don't see a lot or it's often given to us in a cautionary way right and then we have to be afraid of it right but so here that's why I was exploring with Miss Patty is she is she something to fear or not right or is she comedy
1: so let's contrast the way Miss Patty's sexuality is presented with Emily Gilmore, mm-hmm. because they're completely different. <laughs> now, Emily, kind of right off the bat, we know that she's conservative. She's supposed to be a little bit uptight and, I guess, prudish. That's kind of a ridiculous word. Can you think yeah. of a better word to use um, than prudish? N- no. Okay, we're just going to use that <laughs> And I would say she and Trix are, Google one are both presented that way. And, like, <laughs> Trix is older. So here's... Okay, before I get into Tricks, it's easy to say, well, the reason that Emily and Trix are so prudish and buttoned up is because they come from conservative families. They were raised a certain way. Mm-hmm. They are used to sort of this decorum, etc. But what i what i kind of want to argue today not that we're in court but like <laughs> what i want to put forward is that yes they were raised that way and it impacted them but i think the, their prudishness is also a tool that they use consciously or not probably yeah. unconsciously mm-hmm. to fit into the environment that they want to be in and to be yes. accepted by high society
0: absolutely yes
1: it gets them their status really so like we see we see kind of early on there's a joke that Richard makes that cracks me up um when she says like I think this is during their separation she's like I could have been stark naked and you just walked in here you know you need to knock and he goes you've never been naked we went skinny (laughs) tipping and you were a trench
0: coat she wears a bathing suit in the shower (laughs) right
1: right (laughs) And then she was very worried at when she and Lorelai went on that spa retreat, and she danced with that guy at the sixty forty club. That she felt like she was cheating on Richard yeah. just by dancing with another man. And we see why it made her uncomfortable. And I sure. get that he was kind of nosing into her a little bit too much. Yes. Um, but it was to highlight again that this is she's not a flirt, not like Miss Patty. Exactly. That's not her thing.
0: She's following. Well, like everything that Emily and Richard do, there is a procedure and there's a way you're supposed to do things. And she's following the procedure for the way you're supposed to be a woman in a marriage.
1: So true. So true. It's the proper thing to do. Mm-hmm. And then we see this with Tricks a little bit. Richard's mother, mm. she says, I married once and, and I married for life. And I, by the way, totally appreciate that and respect sure. that, especially for an older woman. But then, you know, she mourns. She is continuously mourning her husband by wearing black. Yes, she is. 100% of the time. And when she does have a companion, she won't tell anyone. And no. she keeps it a secret, which makes me really sad for her. Sad. And she's so horrified by Emily not only seeing them together, oh, but yeah. then reporting it to her friends. Yeah, Well, he seems fun. And she fun. finds that, like, the ultimate humiliation. Yeah.
0: He seems like a fun guy, too. Yes, he's, he's wearing, wearing a- Purple. purple jogging suit <laughs> so I mean that's which by the way can I tell unexplored. you that
1: I never watched The Sopranos uh, but most of my knowledge <laughs> comes from my husband watching it and just like taking some of it in by osmosis <laughs> and all the jokes that Lorelai makes about like going to the bada bing yeah, so. <laughs> there go. Um, so those are some of the examples we see of Emily and Trix being you know a little bit a little bit yeah. brutish and
0: modest. What about um, Emily's friends in the DAR? Yeah. But they're they're a little different. They're, they're a little edgy little, sometimes. They get a little feisty if you yeah. put a cocktail in
1: their hand <laughs> and they're outside. Yeah. We see them on the patio. Do you notice that really they, she had one friend who was kind of it's the really troublemaker yeah. and started that chat about like, which founding father is the hottest yes. or which one would you want to sleep with? Right. And Rory was kind of horrified to learn what they were talking about. Yes. Right. And Which, of course, she
0: like likes to drink a little more than the others. Yes. So she's got a little bit more of an edge to her. Yes. Isn't quite following the rules like everybody else. Exactly. <laughs> she's she's the
1: fun one. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, I think she's kind of an aberration in, in the DAR group. Mm, but they, they get a little, they have a little fun sometimes. But, you know, like what I was thinking about in Emily's modesty is that Um, it's it's really true for her character and it's something that like a wealthy privileged white woman especially of her time would use as something to contrast contrast her and distinguish her from other people and like lesser women more promiscuous women Mm -hmm. and especially like especially women of color now we we don't have many women of color on Gilmore Girls. No. We know that like we just learned really that Miss Patty is of Puerto Rican descent. Oh yeah. There How did are, you learn that? Yeah, just you know, Google just research. A
0: research, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, so with there stories. is more to explore there. Mm-hmm. And um literally no black women on the show mm-hmm. from start to finish, I don't think. No. Rory has like one friend with yeah. like yeah. three speaking lines. Doesn't They're count.
0: Very much in the periphery.
1: Yeah, and so, like, if you, just like you did a little, went down some rabbit holes, <laughs> I did too, and explored some of the main tropes for black women. Okay. Um, and these include Mammy, Sapphire, mm. and Jezebel. Okay. So, Mammy is, like, you know, what we saw in Gone with the Wind. Yeah. Sort of this. I know that one matriarchal figure yep. who loves to cook and clean and take care of a white family and is so happy to do so right. and has like no life of her own and of course usually yeah. is has like a larger figure and, mm-hmm. and darker skin and presented that way mm-hmm. um and again like no independent life of her own so yeah. this was used to justify slavery right yeah. okay yeah because um, it was a way to hold up women they had working in the house and say like oh see they want to be there like she cares about the children yes well yeah okay i mean, right the
0: perfect nurturer caretaker yes so happy to be there
1: yep and then we've got the sapphire who is more like the angry black woman trope okay who's you know yelling at people and has strong opinions and is super sassy And apparently this was based on the Amos and Andy show from like the 50s, which I had never watched. Have you seen that? No, I have not. Jackie, I watched one short clip. You did. And it was just like, what is this? I kind of wanted to call dad and be like, have you ever seen this? Wait, is that when they had puppets
0: or no? Okay. I don't know. (laughs) I didn't watch the whole episode. I I don't know. Maybe puppets. I'm sorry.
1: And then we come to
0: the Jezebel. (laughs) Okay.
1: Now the Jezebel stereotype was used also during slavery as a rationalization for any sexual relations happening between white men and black women. Okay. And especially with like white enslavers and Mm -hmm. black enslaved women. Now I'm sure like most, you know, a majority of the time these were non-consensual forced sexual relations. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, but, you know, like, these relations were producing children. Mm -hmm. They did not have birth control. Mm -hmm. And so they had to justify this and say, well, these promiscuous, you know, young black women are all over the white men. Like, they are just, they have this insatiable appetite for sex. And, and, um, yeah, so this was a way to claim ra- yeah to justify and this sort
0: of goes rape back and to like slavery the threatening woman like yeah. it's not it's something that and almost back to the mythology like it's not yeah. the man's fault he can't help it it's like exactly. that siren in mythology yeah like they're calling the sailors and they can't resist the siren right but they're so tempting like right it's all the siren woman's fault
1: yeah And creating this fear within white women that, oh, they're coming for your men. Yeah. So you better watch out and push them
0: down. Right. And that was effective. Yes. So Um, this is the white women to align with the white. Exactly. With whiteness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the whiteness. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: So I found this quote from the Jim Crow Museum, which I found really interesting. The portrayal of black women as lascivious by nature is an enduring stereotype. The descriptive words associated with the stereotype are singular in their focus, seductive, alluring, worldly, beguiling, tempting, and lewd. Historically, white women as a category were portrayed as models of self-respect, self-control, and modesty, Mm. even sexual purity. Mm. But black women were often portrayed as innately promiscuous, even predatory. This depiction of black women is signified by the name Jezebel. So that comes from the Jim Crow Museum. And I felt like it was such a um, perfect Mm -hmm. uh, contrast for the sexuality or lack of sexuality that we see from Trix and Emily. Mm -hmm. And their focus on self-control, self-respect, being modest. Like remember when Emily gets mad at Rory for the idea that she might have asked a boy out on a date at Yale, yes, yes right. <laughs> like you didn't ask him out, did right, you? Yes, that is and not. And realigns with it right away too. She's like, no, I, I just, do. I just made it known that yes. I was,
0: you know, available on yes. Saturday night to not show any desire, right, exactly, in sexuality. Yeah, and I mean, so how do we feel that this is playing out today? So, mm-hmm. so Emily was clearly raised on this type of of thinking absolutely
1: and she knew that she needed it not to interrupt her train of thought there Mm -hmm. but she knew she needed it in order to keep assimilating into this Mm -hmm. world of wealth and privilege that she had become accustomed to she knew that it granted her access to these spaces and that it didn't grant access to
0: other people so it's always about power yeah and wealth yeah. Yeah. Which is like, I think another reason why they're always so uncomfortable with Luke. Mm. And we're taking this out of the racism space a little bit here. But um, because Luke is seen as not wealthy and mm-hmm. sort of underclass mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they don't respect him mm-hmm. and they see Lorelai as sort of just moving away from everything that they've worked for by following these rules of power and wealth they expect their children to do the same thing and maintain this legacy and when she doesn't do that that's why they can't understand why she's throwing all of that away right and they bring that right down to rory with dean
1: they're horrified by by this boy who also seems like he's quote working class class. Mm -hmm. and he you know he's a construction worker At some point in the series and Mm -hmm. they're terrified that Mm -hmm. she's gonna end up with someone like that right (laughs) hence the male yell
0: party which we talked about (laughs) before yes and they would do anything to maintain that power and wealth and status so if we're looking at we're comparing Emily with Miss Patty Mm -hmm. and we're talking about power and wealth and um, the ability to express sexuality or be repressed they are such polar opposites. If you look at who is sort of in between in the middle of them. Yes. We came up with <laughs> Lorelai. <laughs> <Lorelei. laughs> was just kind of a revelation yes. to us.
1: It was. It's almost like with Patty and Emily, they they are almost caricatures. Yeah. Of the, the polar opposite ends of sexuality. Right. Yes. And then the writers kind of created... Lorelai in the middle I would say yeah. As this sort of like quote Perfect happy medium yes. You know she's not she's like Fun and a little bit Flirty uh-huh. and good looking right. And attractive and men are interested In her mm-hmm. but she doesn't Always put it all out there You know she has men chasing her mm-hmm. Frequently Sure does. You know like Jason really yeah. pursued her With flowers and candy Yeah. And Max, Max pursued her, her. Mm-hmm. Yeah even the Chilton dad, and even Luke. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. like, Lorelai kind of sh- starts to understand that she has feelings for Luke a little bit. Yes. But, like, she really still waits. had to go after her. Yeah. She he waited for him to do it. Yep. And so that makes me wonder, is that because Lorelai as a character internalized messages from her, her parents and her mother and society yeah. about a woman's role in a relationship? Or is it because the writers wanted to portray her as desirable right, and sort of a traditionally attractive woman who has men interested in her. What do sure. you think? Yeah,
0: I mean, I agree. It's a fun storyline to watch someone get pursued yeah. on either end yeah that's a lot of fun it makes right. for a good TV it's fun writing and all of that but if we're looking at the story that yeah could Lorelai get away from her upbringing 100% without any right. of that seeping into her no it's right. unlikely right I mean she lived with her parents for at least 16 years so yeah. that had to all of those messages had to get in there a little bit as mm-hmm. much as she tried to get away from it. Mm-hmm. Don't you think so?
1: I do. And it but it's, it seems as as a show and as an audience we're sort of okay with Lorelai flirting to get what she wants a little bit, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. like when the episode when Richard Richard and Stars Hollow yeah. when he comes and sees her at work and she flirts because they're out of towels. Mm-hmm. And he he admonishes her publicly <laughs> for sense. that. Um, you know, it's sort of like we, as a, as a, a big we, as an audience, mm-hmm. sort of like love that, I think, about Lorelai. That yeah. she can be more flirty and fun than her parents were. Yeah. And that that's part of her deep into her character Mm -hmm. but if we pushed her so far to the other side to Mm -hmm. where Miss Patty is people would not like her as much she would not be a likable protagonist right
0: so instead of making her overly sexual they gave her this ability to eat anything she wanted which is like (laughs) yeah I mean unrealistic for anybody you know mostly but but this hunger and desire to eat is some is something we don't normally see in women as being okay. So true. And then they make it okay and because she get into never that gains weight, right? <laughs> so I won't go too far. But yeah. but yeah, so it's interesting that she's allowed to have that desire of hunger. But of course, it's right. so cool because she never gains a pound. Exactly. And talked about. And we need we probably need an entire episode about we that really as do well, mm-hmm. about.
1: Body image Mm -hmm. and eating, and Mm -hmm. how Lorelai and Rory are portrayed, because there's a lot there to dive into. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it does. It does feel like she was. They created Lorelai as sort of this perfect, happy medium, yeah, Mm
0: -hmm. which isn't necessarily. I'm not saying is actually perfect, right? Like the quote, "perfect, Mm -hmm. yeah, woman who, yeah, can eat whatever she wants." She has men chasing her. She's cool. Mm-hmm. She's pretty enough, mm-hmm. you know, but not in too threatening of a way. Right. And um, then, what if she were not white? Like, so what mm-hmm. if she were a
1: black single mother mm-hmm. raising her child in Stars Hollow? Suddenly, her mm-hmm. teenage pregnancy mm-hmm. would be looked at looked in a different at, way. Yep. Yeah.
0: One hundred percent.
1: There's a lot there too. How would Taylor
0: feel? Mm-hmm. Oh, t- Taylor would not <laughs> feel good about that. Taylor.
1: So I feel like both of these tropes, Patty and Emily on polar opposite ends, show that we're still kind of uncomfortable as a society with women's sexuality and yeah. don't always know how to portray it on television.
0: I would agree. Like I said, I mean, <laughs> this was bringing up shows from the 80s for me that, you know, we could do a whole other episode on that. Okay. So I think this has been going on for a long time. And... Um, even today with shows like grace and frankie i think progress is being made if you mm. haven't watched that i would i would give it a watch i have not yeah um so i think progress is being made which is great yeah and we're seeing women able to express their sexuality in a new and different way
1: mm-hmm. so let's close out with some of our favorite miss patty flirty yes. moments
0: what's yours um, do you have one? Oh, i feel- did you already talk about Borishnikov?
1: oh i was going to <laughs>
0: All right. I'm going to describe it because I love this scene. Okay.
1: Do when Lorelai's is kind of hiding from Luke because they're in a fight. And she's like, Patty, please distract him. And so Patty starts talking about Mikhail Baryshnikov <laughs> and how hot he looks in tights and a leotard. He's a, he's and Luke man. is like, Patty, stop picturing me in a leotard. <laughs> and she goes, it's a free country, honey.
0: It's just so, so well delivered. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's so so good. her timing as an actress is amazing <laughs> because Luke's again Luke's discomfort is funny because mm. Luke is so kind of buttoned he's up. more yeah. yeah he's more buttoned up a little more conservative mm. a little brutish and so it is kind of funny when she flirts with it him. It is sorry it makes people. Him
0: a so. <laughs> yeah, sorry. No, right. I
1: know we don't like it in the other direction, but it's funny. Mm.
0: And yeah, the other one I love um, is I think it's at the funeral. Or I'm oh, totally yeah. blinking. But they're at the funeral. They're waiting to go in. Miss Patty is crying outside. Yes. She's upset. Her friend has passed away. And um Rory and Lorelei come up to see her and they're trying mm. to make her feel better and they're having a little chat. Yeah. And then yeah, Miss Patty ends up saying, I'm so glad I had all the sex <laughs> And it's just hilarious. Right. Because that's one of those <laughs> moments that I think it's so unexpected that she so brings unexpected. up sex because she's crying right. about the death of her friend. Exactly. That's and another. like she
1: has this fear of mortality, <laughs> but then she's kind of justifying that she's lived a good life. That's right. Cause she's because she's saying that she's we're lived, That's right. She, <laughs> she's
0: yeah. enjoyed it. And again, the way that Liz Torres delivers that, it's like it's like so, heartfelt yes. and cute. It's just well done. It really is. She's
1: crying at the same time. <laughs> yes. Go, Liz. We love you. (laughs) All right. So before we wrap up, this is a segment we call You Got Totsied. Just like the scent of Totsie's perfume never quite leaves your clothes, Gilmore Girls never quite leaves our brains. So let's talk about how did Gilmore show up for
0: you this week? Let's see. Um, Oh, so you know what happened this week is I ate a cold banana. (laughs) say it without laughing. Yeah, we no, don't serve I, cold
1: bananas.
0: I I had a, a banana in my fridge because it was about to go bad. Yeah. And I took it out and I put it on some toast with peanut butter. Yeah. And it was still cold. And I Wait, was like You put it on toast with, with peanut, peanut butter. butter. Is that like
1: That's Elm? what remember Emily made that for Laurel? Oh, okay, but I didn't
0: mash it though. Okay. Because <laughs> then that would be gross. That would be gross. <laughs> okay, I just sliced story. it Oh, like, wait a minute!
1: We have two Gilmore moments in the two. same story. It's two. Okay, and it
0: was so good. It was. It was cold, yeah. and I was like, you know, a cold banana is really good. Uh, Caesar, Caesar, thank you. Caesar
1: knew what he was talking about. <laughs> he did. It was good. How about cold you? Bananas. Yeah. Well, I had a I had a Gilmore moment this week because we've been doing some work on our house, and our contractor's been around for a couple of months, and you know, you get used to like having these folks inside your house <laughs> oh, yeah. all the time, and. And you get to know them, and they pretty much wrapped work this week, which Aww. is like exciting, but also yeah. I felt like Lorelai.
0: I is that why like, I said ah?
1: I yeah, like oh, I kind of want to. Yeah. Maybe I should get bagels and coffee, you or like should. have a pizza party. Yeah. But I mean, her contract she had like eight people working on. Yeah, that was a big crew. I don't think that's as realistic. Are you gonna do you a know, show we had, for like, yours? Two <laughs> A show, yeah,
0: like little, you know, little comedy oh, right. routine,
1: like she did oh, with a dog, right? With Anka. I thought you meant when she accidentally flashed them oh, getting no, out of the no, shower. Oh no! it's like no, Jackie, I'm not going to provide no. a show.
0: Do I Me, mean, get your kid, just do a little comedy routine <laughs> yeah. before they be leave good. instead just of up, Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. I felt like there needs to be some closure here, yeah, like I need a party.
0: Well, do you think your husband will understand that? Probably not. <laughs> he would probably be He'll like, Luke, gonna- like, yeah. just, you know, what write you them mean? the last yeah. check
1: and they'll be happy. Get out of here.
0: <laughs> well, congratulations on finishing. <laughs> thank you. Well, thank you all for joining us this week.
1: We want to know your thoughts about this episode, especially because we went a little deep here. So mm-hmm. come hang out with us on Instagram at Gavin Gilmore. That's two G's in the middle. And tell us what you think about this episode and if you have any requests for the future.
0: Yes. And of course, subscribe so you never miss an episode.
1: See you next time. Copper
0: boom.